Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. This week we have a special episode where we're going to be talking about patrons, and we talk to our highest patron, and uh, hopefully we're going to get a lot of you patrons on there to get some uh, quick audio clips to talk about the podcast too. But this is kind of just a special podcast, Matt, about just kind of us sharing the love of what you guys have done to support the show. Yeah, we want to celebrate our patrons over at Patreon.com. As some of you know and you hear probably every show, that's how we support this podcast. Um, that's how you support this podcast. If uh, you know, if you've followed along, you've probably heard we are a free service to America. We are making America great again, <laughs> one episode at a time. And uh, and and how we do that, and how you guys can support us is helping pay sort of the utilities of. You know, hosting a podcast and a website and all the things that go along with it by pitching in at Patreon.com. Yeah, Patreon's a cool website. I figured it's not really that fun of an episode just to talk about money and Patreon the whole time, but actually talk to somebody at the company and what they do and how it works out and how it supports us. So kind of turn this into like sort of a twofold episode. One, like, hey, we're this is kind of a shameful plug. We are <laughs> being honest about that, but we're also going to actually show you like, okay, these are people that support creative content. They can help people who do things like we do that there's really no way, unless you have hundreds of thousands of listeners, it's really hard to do a podcast full time. It's more of a labor of love. Right. Patreon is a startup. It was a startup and it, and it filled a void and it really helped a lot of people who create videos or music or podcasts um, to create things and kind of be able to fund their their creation and their hobbies based on, you know, people going, yeah, I really appreciate what that person does. And so yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pitch in. And that is what currently 71 patrons do for this podcast. We get to welcome three more this week to the podcast, Matthew Pollock, Travis Miller, and Justin Danner. About a year ago, this is when I started calling you, and we started tinkering around with the idea of Don't Feed the Trolls. Uh, yeah, we were really tinkering ar around with this idea last November. We yeah. launched in January with a few different episodes, um, yeah. and, and here we are a year later, and we've put out an episode, at least one episode every week. This has been insane, and it's, been, it's not been easy either. It's been difficult at times. You've recorded an album with your band. You went on tour with your band. I went on tour with my band. Yeah, you put out a record. Put out a record, and somehow during all this stuff and moved to a new house, <laughs> we were able to continue to put out an episode a week. And I want to say special thanks to Travis Miller for his pledge. Um, welcome to the team, Travis. But it basically goes like this. Josh... Devillier, Buzzy Wise, and you, Travis Miller. Top three right there. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, you get the bronze, baby. Well, that's the thing about about doing doing a podcast is that it, it's 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 a weekly podcast and it takes time to put that together and have interesting things to say. And sometimes you don't feel like you have interesting things to say and you you know, you have these people relying on you to, to do something. And it's so easy, I think, to feed the trolls and go, yeah, what do I have? What, what do I have to offer? Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe maybe we shouldn't do this or maybe this is spent or maybe this is run out. I feel that every single line that I edit in the podcast, I go, <laughs> what, what what is Matt saying? What am I saying? I literally battle my trolls every what are episode. We even doing? Like, is, is this a good wh where is this podcast episode going right now? Well, what are you talking about? and that's why it's so important that we have 
these 71 patrons because you guys really give us the motivation and the support and you're affirming of what this podcast is, what, what it's become and what we stand for. And uh, so every every time somebody pledges, we kind of get that little boost or that little jolt, uh, that little shot in the arm that says, you know what? We're going to keep going with this. And that's kind of what Patreon's about. This episode's going to be kind of cool. We're going to talk to Josh Villiers, who is our number one Patreon supporter, and talk about his life a little bit. And then we're going to talk to some of our Patreons real quick to give us some updates on like kind of what they enjoy about the podcast and why they support our podcast versus other podcasts and just kind of get some feedback. So this is kind of a feedback episode along with a way to sort of understand how you and I can take this podcast to the next level if enough people jump on board and we keep working and more patrons and what means more time spent, right? So that'll exactly. be good. But uh, let's talk to Tyler at Patreon. All right. Let me add him to the call. Hey. Hello. Hey, hey. How's it going? It's going good, Tyler. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing pretty great. How are you guys? We are good. Oh, rocking and rolling all you across know, the country. A pre- <laughs> uh, uh, Nate Nate is... Um, Matt loves our situation. Every episode he tells everybody. Yeah. Nate lives it's, on a farm with old hand-dialed internet. <laughs> there is nothing worse than bad Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Tyler. Uh, we hung out in, uh, for a bit in San Francisco when Sherwood was on tour, and uh, we got to connect face to face. So I feel like I kind of know you. But uh, this is a special episode about Patreon, uh, our patrons, and uh, we just thought we'd bring you on to kind of just tell us more about what your company does, kind of how you support creative people like us and uh, artists who do videos and all kinds of things. So maybe just give us a little background of your history and kind of what you do at Patreon and what Patreon does in general. Yeah, that's great. Patreon is just basically the best way for creators to get ongoing, consistent funding. So it's different from other like crowdfunding type sites where it's just like a one thing uh, only. A Patreon is on a consistent basis where these creators like know that they're getting uh, ongoing funding, that they have a consistent paycheck, and it's not just a one-time deal. So a lot of these creators have been able to like switch over from advertising and not be able to um, have to deal with. Um, bad advertising rates, especially uh, for video creators. Uh, they're able to sustain themselves just by the people that love what they do. Uh, so that's uh, the crux of what we do here. It's just like empowering creators by making their fans able to support them uh, financially on a consistent monthly basis. It's uh, It's been such a great uh, thing to be able to work closely with all of these people. Everybody at Patreon uh, seems to be a creator of themselves, so it's it's like working with a family of creators working to help other creators uh, get get ongoing funding and just being able to see uh, kind of lives change. To be honest, we get uh, lots of comments every every few months of just like thank you so much for all the hard work that you guys do uh, because of Patreon. I was able to quit my uh, job bagging groceries and I, I can support myself just through uh, doing art or whatever they may do. Right. So, so we have uh, artists uh, through comic illustrations, uh, lots of video makers, podcasters, of course, as you guys right. are. Uh, and we just uh, are, are a, a hub for uh, all these types of creations. And I, I work closely with the creator relations team. Uh, I'm a creator talent coordinator, basically just helping uh, facilitate um, 
uh, interactions between uh, creators and uh, Patreon to be able to just uh, make it a cohesive experience. Recently, I've uh, been doing some page builds uh, to just help people uh, get a feel for this is what it would look like um, if you were to join Patreon. We've got a nice little system of uh, rewards. And so uh, you, you give a few dollars every month and you're able to get rewards back. Uh, the more the more money we've got lots of people um, uh, giving up a h- higher tier rewards and it's cool to see that fans just will pay um, for the things that they love and that that's a concept that's like h- hard to explain to my parents even yeah uh, but <laughs> well but. especially they'll pay when it's direct to the artist and I think that's what cra- why crowdfunding in general is big and why patreon is big is that, um, for years and years and years, artists have they've been controlled, or there's been a mediator, or a middleman, or a, an aggregator, or someone between the artist and the fan, sort of siphoning or collecting or 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 facilitating that exchange. And now with the internet and these tools like Patreon, there there seems to be a for those who are are, are into it, and I think not a lot of artists. I think it's not natural for some artists to to develop a, a forward facing or outward facing persona or or relationship with the people who love their music or art or podcasts or whatever. But for those who can, it's really really uh, beneficial. It seems to be able to go. You know what? I'm not going to pay or get paid by advertisers to sell stuff to my fans or whatever. I'm not going to you know pay a record label to do this work or i'm not going to you know pay a network to do this i can do it by myself like and i'm kind of like i've been obsessed with cutting out the middlemen Mm -hmm. uh completely what like how much of patreon is kind of like a bit of like a diy punk rock stick to the man thing (laughs) yeah that's the cool thing it kind of goes along with kind of all the things that you guys talk about on your podcast uh the the main thing that you see it it is getting rid of that middleman and you see it's just a lot of engagement and so people are able to connect directly with the creators uh there's messaging features to be able to like ask them one-on-one once you're a patron because if you're obviously interested enough to um be paying for something that you love that these uh the creators are going to want to interact with you and be able to foster that relationship uh so uh, i I guess everyone pretty much on patreon is is all uh, kind of for that same vein of cutting out the middleman there's a lot of uh multi-channel networks and stuff that are uh even like not allowing people to um, use patreon in some of their contracts uh because they they kind of they want that that portion from themselves we're trying to work uh to get into that but it's just right. most mostly independent artists and people uh wanting to become independent you see a lot of patreon is just good timing one great example is uh the ruben report uh this guy was doing a radio show um a political talk show uh would have people on and uh, several interviews uh similar to the types of interviews that you guys have uh but more focused yeah. in politics and uh he was signed with a um I think Larry King's network or whatever that was, and then okay. uh, ended up uh, disbanding and getting away from that. And so it's just like we want to go all independent and we want to go all out. And so, so he's gonna do, so he does a podcast then. It, it's a online YouTube show. It's similar okay. to podcast in that it's long form, uh, but he talks a lot about uh, uh, politics and free speech and, and a lot of things. I haven't delved too much into him, but it's just fascinating. Wow. To hear, uh, him talk about his story. So <laughs> they were doing uh, pulling about. Over a little over a thousand dollars 
uh, a month on Patreon, which is good. The thing that awesome. we see uh, is that if you're all in on Patreon, it just um, your growth just seems to go in through the roof because that, that's the hard thing with create, right. getting creators to use Patreon. It's like kind of dipping their toe into the water. I don't want to ask for money. Right. We'll do a Patreon and we'll Patreon, and, and then we'll also do some ads, and we'll also kind of do this, but we won't kind of force the issue. It's just if people want to. Yeah, yeah. People, and, there's a real yeah. stigma about like asking for money because it's like I, if you're asking for money, you're clearly putting value onto uh, what you're making. And so that's hard right. for people to like yeah. come to grips with. It, it was hard for us at first to kind of like throw the ad out there like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're doing Patreon. And, and I, I think Matt and I had a few conversations about it because we've done Kickstarters and we've done Indiegogos. And I mean, that's basically how Matt and I kind of have survived the last couple of years individually. Crowdfund our Just, life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a small group of fans, you know, and they, they're the ones who make everything happen. And uh, without them, you know, and I, I think you just kind of get over like, hey, if the fans want this, then we're going to put it out there. You can support it. And if you don't, when we started the podcast, there was like a ton of expenses. I just went, I was like, all right, we're going to do a podcast. So I'm going to get the SoundCloud, you know, I'm going to pay for a year of that. I'm going to get the hosting and the domain and everything. And I ended up after, after it was all said and done about 500 bucks in the hole. And I'm like looking, I'm like looking at Nate. I'm like, well, I spent 500 bucks and that's like a lot of money for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, and he's like, okay, well, I guess we'll get it back somehow and i was like well maybe like if we do a patreon <laughs> patreon we could we could have you know so it took like four or five months of us putting out episodes every week and talking about mm-hmm. patreon to get to the point where i was paid back for that mm-hmm. yeah. but there's ongoing costs i'm not we're not just asking we're not just valuing the podcast we're not saying oh the, the podcast is worth something why don't you pay for it we're saying no the podcast costs us something to make so yeah. if you'd like to keep receiving the podcast, <laughs> you know, like, uh, help us with our expenses essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hand crank on my internet was like 50 bucks just to get, to buy the hand crank. So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pay some Amish kid five bucks an hour to crank it outside. To crank yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's the thing with podcasts. There, there's that overhead. <laughs> and it's cool to see uh, with the Ruben Portis, especially after they uh, went full on independent. They're just like, all right, uh, we need a studio space. Uh, I have two people that I want to hire and we want to make more episodes. And like, this, this is what we want to be doing. So please support us. This is what we're going all in for. I know that you guys have wanted to support this. And so just like going all out. And like having behind the scenes within a week of after them going out, they were stagnant for months at around um, uh, just over a thousand. And then after this push, within a week, they increased their uh, monthly support to 20,000 per month. What? No way. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That's insane. They must have a lot of listeners. Yeah. Quite, but even compared to most YouTube shows, I feel like they're only around 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. Okay. The Patreon model, you see, it's the few, um, it's the few that that support the one thing that allows right. it to go continue for free for everybody. They're else. able to hire like two or three more people. They're able to get more production quality, yeah. and then the whole thing improves as far as quality goes. So those people who are pitching in five, ten, twenty bucks a month, you know, they're they're going to get a better show because of it. So it's just like a win-win all around.
Yeah, I was going to ask you a, a pretty candid question. Uh, what What do you think we could do to do better on our Patreon? And uh, how, what are some tips you think you would give us if, if you were in our shoes? Yeah, uh, just as far as uh, rewards go, that is the biggest motivator for people to be Patreons other than uh, just kind of getting in there and support. So we see a couple different people do, using strategies you can do. Um, just basically, I'm putting this out for free. It's going to be free regardless. Um, uh, so support me here if you want to. And very low touch. And we see some people have that working well. Right. Uh, but it's definitely not like as much as it could be. Uh, a podcast called Dear Hank and John have a bunch of patrons are very low touch and are just like, hey, we need uh, somebody to uh, we need to pay our intern, basically. And so they do like a live stream 30 minutes before uh, their show. Because uh, they're going live anyways, or they're going to record their podcast, so they do a live stream. But basically, the biggest reward um, that we see being a good thing is bonus content. Uh, bonus content, or BOCON, as I like to call it. Nobody else seems to jump on my bandwagon when <laughs> I'm I say on BOCON. It. I'm on it. I'm on right, that BOCON. Good. good. Get on uh-huh. that BOCON bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we see a lot of podcasts who are doing, even a show called The Comedy Button, doing like two exclusive Patreon podcasts a month. And so seeing wow. like that, that's a lot of stuff and you, you see uh, a lot of work going into the Patreon, uh, but right. it can also be um, uh, low, um, low amount of work if you want to make it that way. Uh, so bonus content is the biggest thing. Um, people want more. So uh, even if uh, like you're trying, your podcast especially, it's like very, um, you make high quality and we see a lot of uh, creators like, working themselves to death uh, uh basically like putting out like high quality editing all these things when you have fans that are already dedicated to something they're just going to want to see uh, extra things and those will actually act as uh it's almost like the same thing to them of course it's your art and so you want uh, to have that main thing that's very high quality that everybody can enjoy uh right that feels right but then um besides that People just are interested in what, uh, if they're going to want to support you, they're interested in what you guys are up to, uh, what you guys are doing. Uh, so bonus content, uh, behind the scenes looks are another thing. Uh, I see people sending newsletters and such. Um, I'm just like, this is what I'm doing. Uh, just being very open about um, what they're looking at doing in the future. Uh, and also early access. Uh, we've, we've recently done a, a study our um, user research team that looked at the top uh, 200 most uh, lucrative rewards on Patreon, and so 51% of those top 100 of the top 100 lucrative rewards was bonus content, uh, and then about a fourth of that uh, was uh, uh, was early access to content that was most lucrative. A lot of people like uh, early access, uh, okay. and that's something that's easy to do for a lot of creators if they're making the thing anyways. Just uh, put it up to be available early, and then um, a lot of people like physical rewards. Uh, our uh, creator relations team usually recommends to people not to um, be putting out too many physical rewards because that's just a big yeah. time commitment for creators. Uh, but, right. but fans do like that if that's an easy thing for you to do, uh, a postcard or such. Um, but basically, a, a bonus podcast or just extra um, audio content. So uh, what you're making now... Um, is fantastic. You've got interviews, and I know on your Patreon you've shown uh, uh, bonus interviews. Uh, and one of my favorites was with uh, Trevor Snar from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just having that uh, like extra length interview behind the scenes, even if it's not like 
super cohesive and polished. Like people want to see sure. those types of things. Um, so bonus content, bonus content, bonus content. Dude, Nate, that what I was, <laughs> that's what I was saying. We had this two hour interview with Jesse Giddings, who was like a, he was like an e-news anchor for TV and stuff. And we talked to him. The guy talked forever because he's really, you know, just engaging. And we had this two hour interview. We're like, we can't put out a two hour podcast. Like, no, no one's going to want to listen to that. So I was saying, Nate, cut it in half, just chop it in half and say, hey, there's more as an exclusive interview on Patreon. Uh, yeah. You know, because it's all this great. We like Nate's sitting there going, I don't know what to cut. It's all it's all good stuff. I mean, that's the hardest part about editing is just there's always good stuff. And lately, the the uh, episodes have been going a little bit long, and and we find ourselves just going, Oh man, what do we cut? What do we cut? But I don't even know. I mean, what's uh, what's an average podcast length? Forty five minutes, half an hour. I mean, what do people really want? Depends. You know? There's long form. There's short form. We've been between the the thirty minutes to an hour range, and mm-hmm. I think that's people what people are are come have come to expect from us. But uh, but some of these ones we've got going, you know, almost an hour and a half. And so I think that's probably a good, you know, this is just an interior conversation we're having now, Tyler. It's probably a good chance to uh, create <laughs> bonus content or BOCO, as you call it. Or BOCON? BOCON. BOCON, BOCON. yeah. We're going to get the BOCON boat going, and we are going <laughs> to take over. And I guess I have a weird question just to keep keep it fun. What's the weirdest thing on Patreon that a lot of fans love like what's your what's your like this thing is so crazy i can't believe people are supporting this uh there's um i don't know how much of detail i can go into but we do have a lot of not safe for work material <laughs> um so <laughs> interesting <laughs> interesting so, Nate, if, if we take some nudes we yeah, get some yeah. nudes up there high yeah. dollar reward you get some nudes of me and nate you're saying that'll work yeah i feel like that's a guarantee <laughs> We're going to do a calendar next year, and every other month it is <laughs> Matt's going to be dressed in a fireman costume. Everyone who pledges your $100 or more support will get will, will get our calendar. Every other month yeah. is me and Nate in a, in a new <laughs> naked position, riding a horse, climbing a ladder. I think I've heard about this on uh, NPR or something. There was an episode about like this whole group of girls who that's how they make their living, just like weird guys that want them to do weird things and they'll do weird things and it just got a little creepy so i don't know i guess uh i guess matt we're gonna we're gonna stay poor for a long time dude man. yeah we're just gonna be <laughs> yeah i don't think our nudes would be worth anything <laughs> nate so uh, we might lose patrons if we give them exclusive <laughs> nude content that's true ginger <laughs> nudes one of the one of the coolest things that i've uh, seen recently is a lot of people are offering um or a few people are offering like access to Slack channels. Uh, Slack channels are for gamers. Uh, We have Discord integration, which is uh, kind of like a Slack for gamers. So it's just a way for uh, people to like communicate in different channels and to have these uh, open forums. And so uh, uh, that's a lot of what we see uh, is just over time engagement more than anything uh, helps uh, rack up the patrons and um, just have that continued support where people are interested in it. And if they feel like they're a part of a community itself and it's not just uh, surrounded uh, among you two. I mean, we could live Slack the you know the debates or like you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be like funny if we just chimed in and just spoke a little bit on on different like it could have been the World Series. series. We could have been live slacking the World Series. Like my that would be so great. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. That's that's something I didn't think about. We could get a Slack channel. We could open up to every Patreon of like more. I don't know, five bucks or more or something like that. To our patrons who are listening right now, if you'd like us to have a live Slack channel, if you want that option. Please email us at don't email the trolls at gmail.com or 
uh, use our contact form at trollspodcast.com and let us know what you think about that. Because if, you, if you're going to use it, if you're into that idea and like chatting with us on online, because I don't know if you are, but if you are, please let us know and we'll try to come up with something like that for our patron. Patreon. Yeah. Now, Nate always does this too. He calls the patrons patreons and he, <laughs> and he calls Patreon patron. Does that, does that happen a lot? Like, yeah, internally? We, we joke around in the office every once in a while and show each other our uh, favorite mispronunciations of Patreon. We've got one that's <laughs> an Australian guy that uh, keeps calling it Patreon and uh, Patreon's one that is just way, way Patron. That was like that video that went around Facebook the other day where everyone was writing in about, am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? Am I pregnant? Did you see, did you see that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Everyone who spelled pregnant wrong, it was amazing. So. <laughs> That's good. How do you guys uh, Tyler determine uh, the, the episodes that you guys go into next? Because a lot of things we see uh, just for the updates and stuff uh, is like behind the scenes look. Uh, so I think that's something that would definitely be interested if uh, you were able to like give people a behind the scenes look of the topics that you're looking at going into uh, and also uh, creating a forum for uh, people to be able to give suggestions and kind of bounce on that. I know you guys have the, the email that you guys go off of, but how, how do these things kind of develop uh, to kind of give uh, people who might not be patrons, uh, a little behind the scene look of what you guys do. You know what would be cool? And this is another internal conversation we're having a lot with uh, Tyler. It's great. You're like our therapist for Patreon. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be cool if we if we um, maybe lower the bar for the private Facebook group, uh, group uh, the Don't Feed the Patrons group. And, and we did, because I think we can Facebook live on that. And somehow it'd be cool to do a Facebook live conversation about maybe, you know, just brainstorm like in the moment, not, not like have people like type up emails and, and chime in, but like in the moment, just brainstorm and see, see what people come up with. That would be cool. Yeah. I think also we could release our phone calls that we have. We have a lot of phone calls where we'll call and we'll talk and those are a little more candid because we just kind of. People would definitely be interested in like a a behind the scenes look and just like a, a phone call podcast. It doesn't even have to be like 30 minutes. You can just do short form. Yeah, so we got, we got all these ideas. We can, we could lower the bar for our Facebook invitations. We can have people on, we could do Facebook live. We can do Slack channel. We can, uh, Bocons, Bocons. Bocons for the pitons, for the peons. Yeah. Topic suggestions is another one, uh, that a lot of topics. That's our, that's our third most, uh, lucrative that we see in popularity. It's just people, uh, it just goes along with that engagement. Uh, people want right. to be involved and interested. And I see that you guys have one that's like you allow people to be a be a guest on the podcast too. That's a that's a big one that a lot of people use for their higher tier rewards uh, that we see being right. effective. Yeah, what we found is like we try to track our our top patrons down, and they they're like, yeah, I don't really want to be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah. just keep making it. Like we like that's keep making good. it. But we tracked we tracked Josh uh, Devillier, our number one patron, down for this for this episode, and he was he obliged. But he was like, "Yeah, I don't really need to be on the podcast if you guys don't want me to." <laughs> yeah, he was. Cool. We're like, he "No, was... we do. We want you to, man. We want you to be a part like, of this thing." He ended up look, ended up being having a cool story. He like worked on like a nuclear power plant, like secret nuclear power stuff with the government. We're like, "Oh, you can't even talk about it." So it's like, "Hey, yeah, he's in the military. He's like, oh, he's got a class. He's got." That's why he doesn't want to be on the podcast. He's just so afraid yeah. yeah. he's going to slip. He's going to lose his job. <laughs> the thing is, it's hard for people to, um, just like. Get, they have to constantly be inundated by kind of anything now today. And so right. it feels weird for creators to constantly be um, like promoting themselves. But that's just kind of where where we're at. <laughs> like 
Uh, right, people are yeah. used to that and people understand that. Uh, and we've, we're trying to make that easier, which as far as uh, a good thing right. to do is uh, whenever you have a reward, a new reward out, just be able to tweet it out. Uh, we see it's very effective with linking back to your, uh, your Patreon page and old content and such, especially for YouTube videos and stuff. Just put, put those in the old descriptions if you have those or uh, in Twitter bios and such. Being able to tweet out whenever you have a reward, you can actually link to the actual reward and it'll come up as blurred and like you have to be a patron to uh, do this. And even as far as podcasting features, we're, we finally rolled out 100% uh, an RSS feed. Um, so you can have uh, your own private Patreon uh, RSS feed. Uh, for- oh, no way. No way. That sweet Bocon. <laughs> that sweet, sweet Bocon. Yeah, check out. Uh, it should be around the top right uh, portion, especially featured on uh, podcasts of your page if you're a creator. And you can just auto- automatically, when you uh, have a uh, audio content that you upload, it'll go to that private link. And you can enable that RSS feed. And then it, you can also allow it to automatically uh, email all of your patrons. Uh, so that's, oh, that's yeah, insane. Yeah, it's definitely something uh, to look into. And we've been seeing. Uh, podcasts like uh, we have concerns and uh, other podcasts using that that's very uh, it's just very easy for people to be able to get out that sweet sweet bocon okay i just um i just enabled the rss feed dope what are we gonna call it nate so what does that do does that go to your phone yeah you that's can, awesome mm-hmm. i just uh yeah i just enabled it I'm gonna, yeah, exclusive trolls feed. This is great, Nate. So we'll be able to add some a bunch more uh, Bocon. It'll be a lot easier for people to use their apps to to play. So we can say every month we're putting out a bonus episode. It comes right to your phone. Boom, boom. So that way you don't have to see. I think a lot of people, a lot of our patrons weren't necessarily logging into the website and listening to the content, the bonus content. Yeah. So that RSS feed just changed our world. Yeah, and just having like the email updates. A lot of people are more inclined to check their email updates rather than going to a separate website and checking out your Patreon page. And so if they're already patrons, uh, to be able to just uh, get a little notification in their inbox whenever you have something. And uh, they can also have it as an RSS feed on their phone. You just have to copy and paste the link into wherever they get podcasts uh, and it should download. Sweet. That is awesome. I don't know why we didn't know about this. Well, now we do. That's why we get Tyler on because <laughs> he feeds us all the information we need to explode into the biggest podcast this side of nashville yeah we're gonna we're gonna call your boss and give you two thumbs up and say promote this guy to the top of the <laughs> top of the heap he's doing a good job <laughs> well thank you tyler yeah we appreciate you coming on and sharing all this insight with us we're gonna we're gonna take a lot of this advice take it to heart yeah we're actually matt and i have kind of parlayed this uh, podcast into some business and we actually are now doing marketing for a couple companies one in san francisco so if, if that brings us to san francisco hey, we'll, have to, we'll have to come to uh the offices and hang out yeah for sure that would be baller <laughs> yeah and uh just uh before we go I- i'd like to say uh, if this ended up going on the podcast that if you're listening to this right now that nate and matt uh like you can obviously tell that this uh this podcast is quality every episode is produced well with uh music and sound and just the work that goes into it is definitely evident it's one of the, one of the top podcasts that i listen to even up there with this American Life and Radio Lab uh, going into that. So, like, you can, uh, it, it's clear the quality that goes into this. And if this is something that you're um, listening to consistently, it's definitely bringing you value. And just just go on Patreon, support them, give, give them just, just a dollar or two. Wait for the, uh, d- don't have to wait for the new 
uh, the new revamp, a good revamp will, of the Patreon page to push people will do well. Uh, but you can always upgrade uh, and downgrade uh, your Patreon uh, pledges, the amounts that you're giving. So just support these dudes on Patreon. They're making dope stuff, and you, you like dope, you like dope stuff. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you, Tyler May, man. We really appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Thanks, man. Thanks, yeah, man. For That's sure. cool of you. Love it, dude. Uh, take care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll do. Uh-huh. See ya. Thanks so much, man. All right, bye-bye. Hello, Don't Feed the Trolls. I'm Amanda. I support you through Patreon for many reasons. First, your voices don't suck, which is seriously important. I can't stress that enough. But two, I genuinely appreciate the respect you give to your guests and the topics at hand while still somehow making me laugh. I'm personally not one to back down from an argument no matter how hot the topic may be, and I've come to understand why reasonable discourse is imperative now more than ever in our society and framework. By listening to your podcast, I'm exposing myself to opinions without them coming at me maliciously, and it allows me to do that with others. Also, as a self-proclaimed professional appreciator, it is important to put my money toward the art I love and find valuable. The Narcissist in Me is partial to the episode on loss because it was lovely and weird to hear Matt speak my words in his voice. But at a time when I was re-struggling with my loss and grief, learning of Tyson Motzenbacher's boxes on the shelves gave me a solace I was looking for. I really enjoy the reoccurring theme of looking inward to make life's struggles less of a burden. And Bigfoot, of course. Welcome to the podcast, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Can you tell us how to say your last name once and for all? You guys said it right. Devillier or Devillier? Yeah, Devillier. 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 I told you. That's my French background. You know, I was uh, I grew up in Canada till I was ten, Nate, and I have some French. I have some French uh, linguistic ability. So uh, I just like to brag about that. Josh Devillier, welcome to the podcast. You are currently our highest supporter, and uh, we're very grateful to you for for supporting our podcast and helping us get along uh tell us a little bit about yourself where do you live how'd you get there what are you up to uh well right now i'm in south carolina in goose creek but it's basically charleston but i'm from louisiana and the navy brother yeah nice oh so you you're you're like in charleston that's great that's where uh so my friend uh, Toby Morell just moved from and uh joey svenson i don't know if you listen to the bad christian podcast those guys are both uh kind of from charleston so i was actually super annoyed last year when vocal few came around oh uh, yeah i was busy doing work and uh, i saw you took a picture on folly beach and i was like oh man I want to go. <laughs> yeah man we were yeah we we pl- we actually played in toby's house uh we want to hear we want to hear more about so you're in the military right is it maybe 
Navy. Right on. I have a, I had a sister that was in the Navy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be doing anything else if I wasn't in the Navy. So, How old, how old are you, Josh? 21. 21. When I was 21, I was... What was I doing at 21? I was trying to get into college. Uh, I was trying to pass math classes to go from junior college into regular college, and I was stressed out of my mind trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. It's a tough age at 21, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're doing a... Uh, this episode we're going to do on patrons, people who support the show. It kind of asks people some questions of what they're into and why they want to support a podcast, specifically our podcast. But uh, what got you into Don't Feed the Trolls to start off with? Well, I like both you guys' bands, so that was a big thing. Whoa, both of our bands. Oh. A double whammy. Nice. Okay, so you're 21 and you like our bands. That's wow. You know, our band our band was signed and put out a record in 2005, signed in 2005, put out a record in 2006. You would have been 11 years old yep. when, when our first record came out. When did you start listening to that style of music? Well, I've liked rock like my whole life basically. But uh, for some reason, the classic crime was really big at my high school. Oh, Everywhere cool. else I go, I'm like, have you heard of the classic crime? And they're like, no. <laughs> I don't know. That's normal, by the way. It's normal that no one's heard of my band. big <laughs> my high school, so that's how I got into you guys. And then, yeah, Sherwood, I actually didn't know about until the podcast. So that's when I started listening to Sherwood. And that's, uh, that's cool that like people are... Listening to both bands based on the fans. Matt brought some uh, some some listeners to the table. I brought some listeners to the table, and it's been cool that people are into our creative stuff, which is kind of what we're talking about here today. And uh, I guess the question is then what what takes someone from like a casual listener to want to support a podcast? Where's what happens? What to make that connection? Is there like emotional connection to the show? Or I feel like it just comes down to work ethic. Like I know you guys both work really hard. The podcast doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of money. So it's, if I can give anything, you know, that's it makes me happy to do that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, podcasts are tough. I was telling Matt the other day that we were texting about it. I've probably seen around eight or nine friends on my Facebook feed alone start podcasts in the last six months. It's kind of the new Wild West, and Matt and I talk a lot about what is causing everyone to want to start a podcast what caught what caused us to want to start a podcast and you you're right it's it's a very hard medium to to monetize and and make up for the time it takes to create the the episodes unless you're somebody huge that has a huge fan base outside of just podcasting what about some other podcasts you're into uh well there's one called the kill connor club podcast which is like an assassin's creed podcast because i'm a nerd nice Uh, okay yeah and then uh, I like the Joe Rogan experience because everybody likes that podcast. Joe Rogan's one of those like exceptionally prolific people. Like he can just he does he does three times a week. I think he does three hour long podcasts where he sits down. It's totally unedited, and he just always has something to say or always has someone interesting on. I I don't know how he does it. I think he's one of those guys who just like when he sleeps he's doing stuff he doesn't have the dam in the brain it's just like the water is always flowing out of the head it's always flowing like i follow him on on instagram and he's like hunting and then he's like learning how to like grill his his big game in the best way to make it the tastiest food and like <laughs> it's just like what how do you have time and then also he's you know 10 hours a week podcasting and then he's touring he's and, got like I mean, two black belts and i think taekwondo and jiu-jitsu and I used to train jujitsu, and it takes too much time. I'm a white belt. 
I think it is. To um, what was it white, yellow, and orange? I think is the third. I think I made it to the third in judo when I was like twelve. Oh, I'm learning something new. I didn't know you were a karate. I didn't know you were a karate kid. You know, the one thing I learned from judo is how to fall, and that's the best. It's the been the best thing in my life because I was always into extreme sports and like skiing and like snowboarding and wakeboarding and stuff like that. Just how to fall down a down a mountain even you know like when you've fallen skiing it you tuck your head and you roll and you break falls what they call it and you slam your hand down and you transfer all the energy to your hand so if anything i would say learning a martial art that teaches you how to fall and not hurt yourself is probably good i don't know if jujitsu does but i know, I know exactly what does. you're talking about too because yeah jujitsu we do that uh i did i did some judo classes too and the worst thing about judo classes is like if you don't separate your knees when you fall, you get these big bruises on the inside of your knees when they hit and smack against each other. I just watch parkour videos on YouTube, and that's how I learn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just jump off tall buildings, just roll and keep going, and you're like, what are they, Sonic, yeah, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog? What's going on? They're ninjas, man. They're ninjas. They're modern ninjas. So you like the Joe Rogan experience. Tell us some things that we aren't doing that you would like us to do or things we could do better. What are some things that you're like, oh, man, I wish they would do this? Or why do they always do that? Or you can roast us. You don't have to be worried about Matt not wanting you to come to his shows anymore. I, I, I like people who give us constructive criticism. Matt, you're, you're too much of a skeptic. And, and Nate, you're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> cool cool exactly that's that's that, that would be pretty true i think what was like maybe your your favorite episode that we put out and and why why did you like it one would be the uh the mr rogers episode nice. i love that one i don't know it, it made me a little bit emotional whenever you guys played the clip with like the kid i forget his name but yeah yeah that was and a good one the, uh, lawnmower. The Detroit Mower Gang. We all know why Mr. Rogers makes us weepy, but what about uh, what about Tom Nardone? Did you like? He just seemed like a genuinely good guy. It, like it takes a lot for someone to go out and just you know he's like I'm just going to cut the grass in abandoned neighborhoods so that they look nice. It's hard enough to cut it, my it, own at my house. <laughs> yeah, everyone mowed their lawn after watching listening to that episode that day. It's just like I'm going to go mow my lawn. I'm going to get something done. Contemplative today. moments on the lawnmower. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, I think he was on Conan O'Brien. I actually did some more research after the fact, and I saw some photos of him on Conan, and he was on the TED Talks and a bunch of other stuff, and I think it's funny that you can mow some lawns and then get all this good, positive yeah. feedback. I mean, it's so simple, right? Yeah, he seems to he seems to understand it, though. He seems to understand, like, you know, he's like, I'm the guy that gets to go on TV all the time, and, and really, like, I don't... I'm not the guy that does this. Like, like, there's all these guys that do this, and you know, he seems to be pretty self self aware of it all. You know, he's like, he didn't do it for fame, but you know, he'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he started too. It's genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the business. I know where it comes from or whatever. Sounds like he's got a lot of domains, so he's doing pretty good. Where are you, Tom? If you want to support the show on Patreon, you can do so at Patreon.com. <laughs> Patreon.com slash feed us. <laughs> feed us, please. Feed us all your money. Nah, we we don't really like to talk about that stuff. It's hard. You know, that's one thing that, that Matt and I always talk about is like, okay, the more support we have, the more stuff we can do. But how do we go about that 
and not sound lame. Do you feel like we're trolling people too much to support the show, or do you feel like there's a good balance of that? I think you guys are pretty modest about it. Uh, yeah, you guys just kind of mention it. Like, if you want to do it, you can support. And uh, that that's fine for me. So it doesn't bother you that we throw that out there every episode? No, if it was like, I don't know, in in people's faces, it would get annoying, but it's not. You guys just kind of throw it out there. Well, that this whole episode's about that. We're actually tricking people right now. It's actually just all about the cash flow. We're going to say we had like... <laughs> Donald Trump on the episode so that people listen and then the whole time we're just going to ask for their money (laughs) (laughs) you know this is an interesting thing about I've I've noticed over the years if you just directly ask people that you need something from them or you want something from them people tend to generally take it better as if you try to kind of trick them into something Um, right whether it's like hey I'm moving you hear that yeah you hear that people (laughs) just can you just give us money can you give us your money we need your money we want your money josh did listen to how nice josh is he's a reasonable guy My name is Phil, Phil Avance. I support the podcast because like we've never met or whatever, but I feel like we're friends. So I I think that aspect is really cool. Like just how personal you guys can get on the show. Uh, I just love that you guys are like, yeah, we struggle with this too. And like, we're here to tell you that it's okay. And that like, there are ways to not hate yourself. (laughs) Favorite episode. I'm really loving all the Bigfoot ones personally. I'm a I'm I'm a firm believer that that Bigfoot exists. There are skeptics, which you know Matt is obviously a skeptic. It's okay, I, I forgive him for that. He's you know we're cool, it's whatever. Um, those are those have been my favorite. And outside of that is the long middle. Like I heard that episode at a point in my life where it was just like I really needed to hear it. At that point, well I mean I still am, but. Uh, I'm going through a divorce right now and it's like the long middle of of this process and like figuring out like purpose after you know after marriage and because like when you're married it's like that's kind of like your purpose in a way is to kind of like have this happy marriage with a person and then you take care of them and it's like you know I was just was terrible at that apparently and so I see every episode where my money goes and it, you know, it goes to you guys in producing everything. And I love you guys. You guys are rad and do what you do. All right. Laters on the Minjay. Are there any perks you would like to see added? Like personally, you'd be like, ah, I'd be into, 
I'd be into getting that perk for for being a patron. I don't know. I I didn't really sign on or you know decide to be a patron because of like for a perk. I just wanted to support you guys. Um, Gosh dang it! You say all the right things and it sucks. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a business guy. I can't, I can't grow a business. I just do what I'm told. Operate the thing. <laughs> well, we can't grow a business either without people like you. So thanks, Josh, for supporting us, man. Is fans a word you don't like or you do like or does it bother you? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I don't mind the word at all. <laughs> well, Josh, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show and supporting the show. We said it a couple times on this episode, but uh, it's, it's awesome. This is how we continue to do this. We're trying to get more creative and make better content, but uh, you're helping us along the way. It's just awesome that of all the things out there that you could support, you support us, and we are forever thankful for it. So thanks, man. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, you guys, for having me on the show. All right, man. Till next time. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Hey guys, my name is Corey, um, and I've been supporting Don't Feed the Trolls podcast since pretty much since the beginning. And uh, the reason I started was when I, after living in Europe for about six years, I had to go back to California for a few months, and it was right around November in the time that all the primaries were uh, taking place and the debates and everything, and um, realizing how polarized it had become uh, in my hometown and in the United States in general. It was about the same time your first episode came out and talking about the other side. And I just, it was so refreshing to hear that and hearing that just made me think, man, I really got to support these guys and help them to get their message out because it's something that really needs to be heard. It's not much, but I do what I can to help you. I think my favorite episodes to this point have been the startup series and hearing about people's ambitions and trying to start their own businesses or projects or whatever and fail or try again and finally find success and how that's inspired me to to not give up on the things that I want to succeed in. And honestly, what I want to hear more of is... <laughs> The Bigfoot episodes were pretty awesome and super entertaining, so fun things like that, but definitely more of the startup series and more, um, I don't know, anything you guys are putting out is great, so so things that challenge people's perspectives and thoughts on issues that they thought they were uh, right on or that they knew about and be able to look at the other side and and battle their uh, their trolls. Thanks, guys. My name is Travis. Why did I finally decide to support um, 
the Unstoppable Badass episode was awesome. It just reminded me of why I love your guys' podcast so much. The joy that it brings me is great. Uh, the past couple of years has been really hard mentally for me, going through a lot of stuff. Uh, my father committed suicide, and I found him. And my brain has been dealing with that for a couple of years now. I'm actually coming up on the two-year anniversary. Listening to you guys' podcast is like medicine for me. Uh, I'm not a big fan of pharmaceuticals. Stuff like uh, your guys' podcast, um, reading God's Word, uh, those are things that help keep my mind clear and and calm. Help me kind of... Think back on things and not be negative in my thoughts and not be hateful in my thoughts. And so in my daily process, uh, even dealing with just people in general, whether it be socially or media wise, it just helps me to kind of think of what they are involved in, what they are living through before I make such a stupid judgment like I used to do. So uh, it's a big help for me, guys. Uh, One of my favorite episodes, I think it was like your second or third episode, uh, was Fear. That was a really good one for me to hear, really timely. One of the things I guess, if I had to say anything that I would really love to hear would be, you know, more content on uh, people surviving through things. I know it's it's been kind of an uphill battle for me to hear more survivor stories for people dealing with their own stuff and where they are now. I love all the editing you guys do. Um, I really am uh, a fan of Don't Feed the Trolls and um, I look forward to many more episodes to come and uh, many more Patreon bonus content stuff. The Bocon is coming and I'm super stoked for it. Thank you guys. Bye. Well, that concludes our Patreon episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I had fun doing it. I liked all the uh, Nintendo music. You know, it's because it's like bonus, bonus content, Nintendo. I don't know if it works, but that's what I love to do on the episodes. Every time you hear editing, typically everything makes sense, even if you don't understand. Like the song titles or the lyrics all go with the episodes. So I get nerdy about that stuff. I hope you appreciate it. I grew up in the 8-bit Nintendo era, and I love those games still, so I hope you enjoyed it. But Matt and I have some big plans for Patreon. So uh, if you want to go support us now, that'd be awesome. But um, no pressure. Obviously, we're not trying to do this just for that. But uh, we have some ideas. Once we get to 100 patrons, I think we're going to launch a patron, an extra bonus episode every month. That's right. We'll be telling you guys how to use the uh, patron-only RSS feed where not only will you get episodes right when they're done, sometimes I finish episodes on a Wednesday, sometimes I finish them on a Thursday, they'll come right to your phone. And uh, we'll get you guys set up with a new feed and also an extra episode a month once we get to 100 patrons. So that's five episodes of Don't Feed the Trolls a month coming to your phone. And we're gonna I'm going to try to get Matt to do a Google Hangout once a month along with a Slack channel where we can communicate more. You know, lots of cool things we want to do. But uh, we appreciate you guys so much for supporting the show every week, listening to the show, telling your friends, leaving reviews on iTunes and all the good stuff. And especially you patrons, you make this happen and you're building the team and we're doing cool things. We have some episodes coming up that I'm really excited about. Ken M is a a great show coming up who's like the famous internet troll 
who's got 60,000 followers on Facebook because he leaves awesome messages on Yahoo comments and people blast him. Really cool guy. One of my favorite episodes we've done so far. And one of the ideas is, is to pay a guy like Ken M to write articles for Don't Feed the Trolls so we can do a more written side of Don't Feed the Trolls too. It'd be awesome if we got a little extra money coming every month and say, hey, Ken M, we'll pay you to write an article for us and uh, we can get some more troll-starving material out there, not just podcasts. So anyway, lots of ideas in my brain. I know Matt's got ideas in his brain. So uh, keep starving the trolls out there, everyone, and thanks for tuning in and sharing these episodes around the internet. Love you guys. Bye.